0: divinity music mayhem edition i am here as always (laughs) (laughs) i am here as always with father chuck what up and as usual matt wells well not quite usual but i'm here yay and uh i'm your moderator jp uh let's talk about some music well first of all Chuck, did you did you say you wanted to say something as like a continuation from last week's episode? where We talked about Infinity War.
1: Oh yeah. So I last night I was thinking um, about the movie and um, see now I should have I remember the guy's name now. Yeah. But there's a there's an element of the care of the of the bit where Thanos kills his daughter and kills Gamora. Right. right? And I realized I don't I I haven't really thought much about it, but it maybe it's something to think about for people I don't know. But this is you know because we're masters of divinity, I realized um, that there is some resonance with the story of Jephthah in the Book of Judges. This guy who decides he's going to go and he's going to he has to, he's going to battle, and he makes this sort of arbitrary decision that um, if if he's victorious, he's promised the Lord. If I'm victorious, then I will sacrifice. To you, the first thing that greets me at my house, assuming that it's gonna be, you know, like a cow or a goat or something. And when he, after the battle, he's victorious and he gets home, and the first thing that he sees is his daughter. And he goes through with it. And it's this really horrific and tragic story um, about this person who, you know, in his mind, he's doing something very noble. Um, because he thinks he's going to honor God with this great sacrifice, but he doesn't really, you know. But God never told him to do this. This is something he he sort of put on himself uh, in order to accomplish this thing. And so I, there's a I, I don't know I'm not, there's just sort of a, to me there was just a resonance there where, where Thanos you know because we've talked a lot about and people in social media and other places have talked a lot about how Thanos, um, you know he could have done other things other than kill half the universe. If he really cared about it, there is, there, you know, there there is the, you know, why did he stick it? Why did he stick with this idea? Why did he do this one thing? And then, you know, he had to sacrifice his daughter, the thing, only thing he really loved, in order to accomplish his goals. And I don't know, there just seemed to be like a little bit of resonance there. I mean, I don't have much more to go with that because I hadn't really thought more about it other than last night when we were when we were chatting on 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 Facebook. I, I I thought of it, and I figured I'd bring it up for those people who were like you know, who might be really interested in that think oh, oh, that's this. And you know, so whatever. So there you go. There's a, there's a thing. Interesting. It's a thing. I just, I just, a thing.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I know that a lot of people have been talking a lot about like the soul stone and stuff and uh, ultimately like the sacrifice you had to make to, to get it and what the implications are of the actual soul stone, how it ties into everyone. I don't know. Apparently everyone is in the soul stone. I don't know. If that's yep uh, a lie or not or misdirection, but we'll see. <clears throat> um, cool. All right. So, um, guys, it's music mayhem. Uh, I I can't tell you how happy I am because I had so much fun last year. That was a blast, wasn't it?
1: I thought it was fun,
0: and uh, I, I think we got like a lot of listens that month too. We did. That actually might have been one of our most successful months. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure it's all because of Paul Simon. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and the Beatles. Um, so we loved it so much, we decided we're going to do it every year. And we're doing it again this year. And uh, if you listened last week, uh, Father Chuck announced that we'd be listening to the hit album Rumors by the band Fleetwood Mac the uh, global phenomenon album rumors uh for a reason um so chuck i'm gonna go ahead and ask you uh, the usual music mayhem questions okay which i have memorized It's really just like a few questions but whatever i'm gonna ask you first of all um what am i going to ask you I mean, I know, I know the ultimate question. I want to ask you why you chose the album, but I'm right. wondering if we should do some kind of lead up to the album itself. Like, should I should we talk about, or should you talk about? You, you, you want to educate us on Fleetwood Mac and the album uh, Rumors, or well, you tell us why you chose it?
1: Well, I have to say that I'm uh, I, I I don't count myself necessarily a Fleetwood Mac fan. Like, I'm not, right. I, I'm not. I guess in a way, this is kind of like how it was for Graceland last year. like I'm not like a Paul Simon fan. I just like that album. Um, so, I I'll just, so I'll give a little back history on, on on my feelings on Fleetwood Mac or my 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 relationship or whatever you want to call it okay. was um, when I was a kid driving around with my mom. She would listen to uh, the radio and different things. And, and, and Fleetwood Mac, um, obviously she's, she's of that generation and this, uh, and, and that music was big for her. Um, I remember the song dreams being played a lot in, in my car as a kid. Um, to the extent that, cause my mom was always a big country music person. I always assumed that dreams was a country music song. I didn't, I just didn't, you know, know what, you know, and I guess in a way it, 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 it sounds like that, but, um, um, I, I did not know that it was, you know, who it was. Um, Stevie Nicks is a figure that has floated around in my um, orbit throughout the years, mostly because she's branded as a Wiccan and was like, oh, she's a witch and into witchcraft and you should have, as a good Christian, you should have nothing to do with Stevie Nicks and, and whatever she's about. Um, so I just, okay, fine, but it just never seemed like it was something I was into. Um, You know, of course, in the early 2000s, the Dixie Chicks had a very popular cover of her song, Landslide, which I did not know was a Stevie Nicks song when I first heard it. I just thought it was a Dixie Chicks song. and, um, so, you know, so I, I, you know, I wasn't super conversant in, you know, the seventies music scene and all of that. In my mind, Fleetwood Mac was just sort of like a mom. Like this is my mom's music. That's, that's who that was. his mom's music. You know, my mom listened Boomer to her
0: music to the max.
1: Yeah. Like she listened to Bob Seeger and stuff. And I just, stuff I just couldn't get into. And I just wasn't interested yeah. in it. And, you know, I, I don't know. It just it just didn't. I don't, I, you know, as I've mentioned in previous things, I was into punk rock and I was into you know that kind of stuff. And it just didn't. I mean, as much as I love the Beatles in high school, I just didn't really listen to anything else. You know, of the of the time. And I you know for whatever reason, it just never resonated with me. But then. um, Fast forward to a few years ago, um, and I'm um, driving around. Uh, my wife and I have satellite radio, and every now and then Fleetwood Mac songs would come on. And I'd be like, "Man, I, you know, I actually kind of like this. Like, I just never really paid much attention to, you know, who what these songs were, and I actually kind of liked some of them." And so, um, and then just in my own trying to expand my musical horizons, I became aware of the album Rumors and it being like spoken of as this legendary album by Fleetwood Mac, and I was like, "All right, you know," until so, like in my in my mind, I saw it as it, it kind of the same way that i look at like this is going to sound weird but the way that i look at like a russian novel that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that it's there i know it's important but do i really want to take the time to invest in learning about it um, i'd say
0: it's about as sad as a eastern bloc uh
1: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right so i um so i i i then um I then decided I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to listen to Fleetwood Mac's Rumours. I, I, I've heard it. I've heard enough about it floating around in the kind of the, in the zeitgeist as it being a very important um, album. And so um, I decided I was gonna I was gonna listen to it. But I and this is gonna sound super super hipster, but I decided that I would wait until I bought a turntable and I would buy it on vinyl. <laughs> and nice. S- and so, um, that, so that's been kind of floating around for a couple of years. And then. Um, Right, right around the time that we did um, that we did Music Mayhem last year, and I had posted stuff about, and, and we and posted things related to the episode around Graceland. Um, this random um, Instagram person followed our account, um, and um, our, our the massive Divinity Instagram account, and I, um, I just looked into who she was, and she posted a photo of her with um, this really awesome clear red uh, colored vinyl pressing of. Of um, Graceland, and so I bought it. I went online; it was like some limited edition pressing, and they had they had uh, there's still some left, so I bought it. I was like, I have to have this, even though I don't own a record player. I have to have Graceland in this pressing. It just seems so cool. And so that then was like, all right, well, now that I now that I have this, and I've have i have I've had records, I've had vinyl records, um, most of my mom's Beatles records and stuff, I've had them floating around in my possession for for over a decade. I mean, I had these when we lived together; they were just in my closet. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm going to finally bite the bullet and buy a turntable. So that's what I did for my birthday this year or this past year is I um, um, I saved up money and I asked for extra money um, for to be able to buy a turntable. So I'm going to give a shout-out to U-Turn Audio in Boston. They make great turntables that are custom-built and hand-built in the USA, belt-driven turntables. Uh, my turntable is really, really awesome with an acrylic platter and, and all this stuff. Um, but then – so I bought that and then I also asked, I said, So well, I'm gonna buy a turntable. That's what I'm gonna do for my birthday. I'm gonna buy a turntable and, and I wanted and I wanted some records. And so my mother gave me Fleetwood Max Rumors. And it's a nice. it's a it's a 45 pressing double album version. It is it sounds incredible. And that was the first record I listened to on my record player. So awesome. um, because I wanted the sound quality, I wanted all of that to hear, I wanted to hear it in that format. Um, so so that's so that's kind of my relationship with it right now and i have to say that it is consistently i play it it in graceland um and um and um, um george harrison's all things must pass so are the three records i play the most in my house um so we're we gonna listen to george
0: harrison next year is that <laughs>
1: uh, that I, I would love to but that's such a dense album because it's three it's a three oh, that's LP. Right, you yeah, yeah but um but no i so so i so i've had this i've been listening to it almost non-stop my kids love it they you know they request it when they hear dreams on the radio they're very excited like oh that's, that's like funny. the record we have at home like they're they're excited by it <laughs> charlie will request secondhand news from time to time um so so yeah um i i've come to completely deeply adore this album and cool. um and everything about it so and we'll talk more about so, that but i just wanted that that's the background for me
0: Okay, so why did you why did you ultimately choose this album to talk about for Music Man? So
1: I gotta say this year it was tough because uh, listening to our selections last year, um, they were somewhat eclectic. But then I realized um, that they were all white male dominated records, like everything we listened yeah. to. and it was kind of in and it was all in, within the rock genre. Not to say that Fleetwood Mac isn't, but um, so I was this year trying to think more about what we could offer what i could offer in terms of a diverse thing i even i think i mentioned last i don't know if it was in the recording for last week or not but of of even picking something that we would all hate just for the sake of listening to it and talking (laughs) about it
0: i feel like we should do that next year by the way like let's just like try to piss each other off yeah like i was (laughs) thinking about i seriously was
1: thinking about like a creed album or like (laughs) or like um nickelback
2: um um, that's like be, those are both fine. I'll, well, partly no, be, i I won't listen to Nickelback <laughs> anymore.
1: Well, partly because uh, part of what I was thinking about it was um one of the records that I, I thought about one of the albums I thought about last year was um Jenny Lewis's um The Voyager, and oh, yeah. reading about the production of that record, um Ryan Adams, who was the producer of that, he made her listen to Nickelback records. and he was like, these are good songs, and so that's kind of intrigued me <laughs> that if Ryan Adams thinks they're good songs, that, that might be worth listening, listening
2: to. Listening to a Nickelback album is kind of like watching the movie Groundhog's Day. It's um, just the same every thing every song and over feels again. like it just repeats the the previous one. There's so, slight changes, but for the most part, it feels like you're reliving <laughs> the same stinking song over and over.
0: Like again. Everclear. Yeah, I'm to say Everclear. Um, <laughs> they will have to say the beginning.
1: Every 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 Everclear song is the same. But no, so um so, so I was trying to think about different things we could do and things and, and stuff also that we could talk about. Um, and I realized that Fleetwood Mac, it, 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 Rumors is all, over the, is all over the place in terms of style.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and don't worry, just a little preview. I think I've got one for all of those, by the way.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. So, um, yeah. But it's, it's all over the place stylistically. Um, it is a band made up of you voices from men and women. Um, it's, it, it's, and it's, it's kind of timeless in what it's, what it's talking about and dealing with. Um, and, um, and plus, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a good one, especially for us to kick off music mayhem to give us something to talk about. Like, there's a lot to talk about. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's fun to listen to. It's not like, it's not a chore to listen to. Right. Um, and, um, and so that was, that was kind of ultimately why, I mean, I love it. And so I want to talk about why I love it and I liked it and I want to share what I love about it with you all. And I know when, when JP and I first just got on the phone, uh, here for the episode, I had, I had the record playing in the background and you're, you were, you were smiling and your first words were like, (laughs) I had a blast listening to this.
0: Yeah, I did. I, uh, I loved this album. Um, I wish I had listened to it. Like I, I listened to it last night for preparation I wish I had listened to it earlier because I would love to listen to it like five more times before talking about it because just because of how great it is, Mm -hmm. I would love to dissect it more than I actually did. Um, So my initial thoughts, Um, I'm, I've never been a fan of Fleetwood Mac. Like growing up, they were always like the, the mom and dad band, right. You know, like it's the mom and dad music. Um, uh, Just never had any kind of interest whatsoever. Like for, my, basically my entire life um, I will say back in 1996 uh, a little movie called The Crow City of Angels came out uh, which is a sequel to the original Crow <laughs> with uh, Brandon Lake I like Matt Sheldon's head <laughs> well I, I went through
2: a Crow phase in college so that's why he's shaking his head that doesn't shock me at all <laughs> um, yeah we'll call it a phase uh, not an <laughs> obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would actually be kind of a funny topic, to be honest. You've never talked about mm-hmm.
0: that. Jeez, relationship so. <laughs> with that movie. Ooh, uh, so, actually, so, there's so,
1: a side note. Sorry, that could be that could be an episode. That should be an episode, like cringy <laughs> moments from our past. No, 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 just cringy moments uh, from our yeah. past.
2: When that's Crow like... was the greatest work of literary. <laughs> Like, it, just, it was just a masterpiece, and if you mentioned it one more time, I thought I was going to hit him with my car.
0: <laughs> um Anyway, uh, so The Crow City of Angels, this, this, the, the long-anticipated sequel to The Crow, was coming out. And uh, one of the ways they promoted it was uh, Courtney Love did a single for um, the soundtrack, which was a cover of Gold Dust Woman. Um, I don't know what that song has anything to do with the crow <laughs> yeah, or the crow of ethos, uh, but I remember uh, loving it and not knowing until like years later that it was actually a cover of this uh, Fleetwood Max song. And then, um, and really liking that song. I've always really liked that song. And then uh, last year, fast forward to last year, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Lion 2. And uh, the song The Chain, which is featured prominently in yeah. that movie. To, like, wonderful effect. <clears throat> um, and that sort of got me interested. You know, I'm much more open-minded. Especially since it was during Music Mayhem, I'm, like, just absorbing all kinds of music anyway. Um, so I, I, that's actually, I actually listened to uh, a big chunk of rumors last year. And really enjoyed it. Uh, so to fast forward to, to last night, I listened to, this whole, to the whole thing. Uh, very intently, uh, reading about the background and stuff, and I'm like, I'm like blown away by like how, uh, like it, it's it's like a it's almost like a milestone in history. This album, like, yeah, it's it's a it's such a great like playlist of songs, and it also has like this really uh, sad story going on. They're all breaking up with each other, <laughs> and like. Some of them are really sad. Some of them are really angry. Someone trying to remain really positive through the whole thing. Uh, you know, you have like, um, like you were talking about Stevie Nicks' dreams, um, a song that I really loved. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, or you have like um, Lindsey Buckingham's, um, 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 sorry. So Buckingham's doing, you know, Go Your Own Way, which is really angry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's <laughs> Super angry. And he's, he's like, he, his whole, the whole thing is, like, just just get out of here. You know, I don't need you anymore, blah, blah, blah. While Stevie Nicks is doing Dreams, which is, like, did the rain wash you away? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to be very peaceful, and it's very sad. And then you have uh, Christine Vi- uh, McVie's um, Don't Stop, which is, like, you know, trying to remain positive throughout everything. Yeah. Um, but uh just I mean just in, in, in even outside of like the story of like all the breakups going on, it actually kinda reminded me of was uh Matt last year, he recommended or he he put up um The Beatles Let It Be Naked last year. Right. And that was about like how they were about to break up. And so right. you kinda sensed a tension within the lyrics and the songs and the performances. Here it's like they've already all broken up and they're just like kind of trying to pick up the pieces while trying to put together an album. And and like what came out of it was like one of the greatest albums of all time.
1: Right. And I mean, cement, and, and cemented this iteration of Fleetwood Mac as one of the greatest rock bands of all time. And they continued to produce music together yeah. after this.
0: That's pretty amazing. Um, I think later we should talk about like which songs are dedicated to whom. Yes. <laughs> It's it's kind of fun to. Yeah, figure I will out. I, I will say
1: that there's a you 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 say it, it reminds you of Let It Be. I I think of the Beatles catalog. It, to me, it's the most similar to the White Album, in right. that it's individual members doing their own thing, at a time at a at a point of deep turmoil. Because the the background of the White Album is the Beatles are starting to consider whether or not they. They, they want to continue being a band. I mean, they're, they're, that's when they're starting to fight and break apart. And, yeah. and basically the White Album is a collection of solo pieces, but from the Beatles. Um, I mean, because every song on Rumors is by pretty much an individual member of the band, except for the Chain. It's the only one that's written by all the members.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's actually got a cool story behind it too. How it's like basically because it's actually like a it's it's written by all the all of, all the members because it's like made up of a bunch of different songs. Right. That each of them had written, and they decided to kind of like put them all together in this one song. That's why it's called The Chain, right? Yeah. So those are my initial thoughts. Uh, Matt, I know we kind (laughs) of put you in a tight spot. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, (laughs) You mean by Uh, telling me, like, yesterday, (laughs) like, at four o'clock, by the way, this is what we're doing? Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. We were, we were, we were, we were telling you to don't stop, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Oh, that was a bad joke.
2: That was a really bad joke. <laughs> sure. You should
1: Start thinking about tomorrow um, and listen to the album.
2: This, this album is right up my alley because yeah. I'm, I'm the person that like my default is turn the oldies station on and let it go. Mm-hmm. And, um, I apparently am a huge Fleetwood Mac fan and didn't realize it, you know, because JP, JP knows a little more than Father Chuck. But you both know I'm horrible at knowing who's singing the songs that I am currently listening to and obsessed with. So when I started listening to this and started singing along with every song that was coming on, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a fan of theirs. I just didn't didn't know that. That's, yeah. Remember JP growing up in high yeah. school? That's what happened with Green Day. Yeah, it's right. like oh, I don't like Green Day, and then a song would come on. And I'd be like, "Who is this? I really like it." It's like it's Green Day. Oh, okay. Well, I don't like Green Day. What's this song? It's Green Day. Oh, okay. So I guess <laughs> I like Green Day. The <laughs> um, so Fleetwood Mac's kind of the same because like uh, dreams don't stop, go your own way. These are songs that like when they come on the radio, it's the roll the window to down and sing it as loud as you can kind of kind of moment. And and yeah, it's it's a fun. It, it was fun. I liked it a lot. But I didn't realize I was already a fan of theirs, <laughs> and I, I think it's funny that that JP talk or JP, sorry, Father Chuck talks about how he's like the the punk rock is you know really his thing, and yet even though she's not for some reason to me, and see if this makes sense to you, whenever you talk about Stevie Nicks, it always feels like you're talking about punk rock, like her <laughs> name always comes up and is referred to in pop culture in a way where you picture like the punk rock short pink spiked hair even though it has nothing to do with her yeah her like, name kind of becomes she's that. always had that attitude yeah she like that attitude to her work. yeah it, it's kind
1: of you could you see it in like it, it could be in the same breath as like Joan Jett or um oh, you know, yeah, like totally. um, Kate Bush or Annie Lennox or you know or um or Courtney Love
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, maybe even
2: Janis Joplin Maybe it's just because she has a cool name, Stevie Nicks. It's just <laughs> but but it that like whenever you hear her referred to in pop culture, the image that comes to mind isn't her, even though it is her. But it's like this idea of her that almost takes on like a punk rock image is what what it conjures up when somebody says her name to me. Um, so I find that interesting. Well, that she's
1: a very free spirit person, which s- that's that's the punk. That's the punk mm-hmm. ethos. Is,
2: is yeah, but, but I mean, thing. but I think that there, but yeah, but I think that there is, there is something to Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks and how all these are precursors that things like punk rock wouldn't be around without things like Fleetwood oh, totally. Mac and Stevie Nicks and their attitude and kind of throwing everything out onto onto their album and just putting it out there and being like, yep, this is what we think and how that kind of it's over.
1: I have to say, as soon as you're talking about that, Matt, it, it, it's and you're right. It, it just listening to it and then finding out how much like drugs and debauchery was going on behind this album <laughs> surprises me because, like, if, if you were to tell me, if you're telling me, like, think of the album that Cocaine made. Uh, I, I I don't think that I would have initially thought of Rumors as as an album made by Cocaine. Like I would have thought no. maybe Zeppelin, maybe something from Zeppelin. Um, you know, definitely. Definitely Black Sabbath, um, yeah. but the, but rumors by Fleetwood Mac. I mean, you listen to James <laughs> and you're like, how or Songbird? Like, how is yeah, somebody because, doing cocaine yeah. and writing yeah, Songbird? Maybe they're coming down yeah. from cocaine while writing
2: Songbird. But yeah, it's this Fleetwood Mac is the cocaine crash. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> I guess because I mean, it is when you read the when you read the history and what was going on. I mean, that's just all they were doing. Is like. They were apparently having like they, before they would start recording, they would have like this big dinner. They would drink a ton of wine. They would get drunk, and then they would start bumping lines of coke and recording all night long, and and, and, and just letting the and letting the coke like keep them keep them going. I think I read, I think I read somewhere that uh, Mick Fleetwood estimated that he that in his life he has done a twenty one mile long line of cocaine. <laughs> And that was in the wow. '90s. That was in the '90s when he said that. I think. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's wow. a mile God. of but cocaine yeah, I mean, a year. Yeah, and I mean, I get what you I get what you say. If somebody says, "What what do you think music would sound like on, if it was written by cocaine?" I don't think. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think this is what Metallica. I was. Metallica. Whereas, like, yeah. Whereas, like, if somebody's like, "What do you think music would sound like if it was written on like LSD and acid?" The Beatles make total sense to me. Oh, like, totally. Sergeant Pepper. You oh, know, know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I get it. Yeah, it's it's almost, it it, it sort of sounds like a
0: straight edge album when you listen to it. You know? Oh yeah, because
1: it's it's mom and dad music,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, maybe they did all the drugs because they knew they were working together and like they're cheating on each other and getting divorced and breaking up. Like, like they probably. had to numb the pain somehow. <laughs> Real quick, Matt, you said you know comparing Stevie Nicks like punk rock and stuff and how it. it there could be some influence into this. So uh, the proto rock, the proto punk scene that was going on around the same time, this album was being released. Um, I think that's, I think there's something to that, uh, especially when you consider, um, uh, Mick Fleetwood's drumming. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, especially like in, um, uh, go your own way. Uh, which is so like, I read this small thing on him where apparently he's dyslexic. Yeah. um, and apparently that sort of contributed to, so like, how, like, almost kind of, like, out of tune his drumming is with the rest of that song. It's, like, really jarring. Um, so, and then, I, to me, like, to me, that that's, like, that's kind of punk rock to me. You know, that's sort of, like, dirty, you know.
1: Well, I remember hearing years ago, someone once said to me, I think it was my friend Josh, who said that the best drummers are always a little off, like, timing. Yeah. The best, all the, like, John Bonham. Interesting. Um um, all of them are just you know they're all kind of McFleetwood. They're all they're all off a little off time a little bit. I mean think about like Ringo. Like Ringo in um, I think I think Ringo's shining moment as a drummer to, for me is in the song The End on Abbey Road. Um, you know you he gets his good drum solo at the end and again he uses a little slight. You know it's 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 you know it's a little bit different anyway. But
0: yeah. Uh so Chuck, what, what are your initial thoughts on the album? The album that you chose. What are your give us a quick uh rundown on what you think about this album?
1: Um I think it's not as cohesive an album in the sense of like it doesn't have like this, you know, central musical theme. Every song sounds like it's of a different genre. Oh yeah. Um totally. but it somehow works that way. Um it works I the the thing that i i i just I, again hearing it on the radio as a kid growing up and these hearing these songs on the radio i sort of dismissed them as not being very like you know they just seemed sort of wallpapery to me but like listening to it and actually paying attention to all the musical parts and all of that um i realized how complex this thing is I mean even just the other night i was listening to it and um picking out little pieces that are buried if you, you know, if they really listen for them. Um, Lindsay, Lindsey Buckingham was super involved in the recording process, like in the actual like producing aspect of the album. And he, um, he was really into overdubs and mixing. And so like they recorded everything on like a 24 track recorder and just layered a bunch of stuff. I mean, go your own way is one of those songs that like it's my favorite song on the album. It might be one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, it's and it, a great song and it, it like i could i could talk about that song just that song um, all day long but it's um it's a song that in the recorded version is impossible to play live because the over like he, he did all the guitar parts Lindsey Buckingham did so like there's an acoustic guitar and an electric guitar i understand the guitar solo from it is composed of like 12 different takes like it's 12 different parts he was playing and assembling it in the studio um and if you listen to it, it's it's multiple guitars layering over each other. So the guitar solo is technically like three or four guitars or something playing all at one time. And um, um there's just there's a lot of like the technical recording stuff is really interesting in the album. And um, um, um and and so there's so that's 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 something that, that surprised me in listening to it. My first impressions. The other is of course is the lyrics. Um you know, some just the pain that goes on in this. It it, it reminds me a little bit of no doubt's tragic kingdom. Oh uh, yeah. Um, you know, which of course is completely defined by Gwen Stefani and I can't remember the basis name, but their breakup. And, right. um But it's like that, but fivefold because all five people of all five people of of um, Fleetwood Mac are each going through heartache with each other.
0: Yeah, and, and I think what's interesting about the album is, like, the, the entire album is just about themselves.
1: Yeah, right. And, and it's also, the title is great, too, because at this point in pop culture, people are sort of looking at them, and they're all developing these rumors, like, that Christine McVie is, like, terminally ill, and um, and that um, and that Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham are the actual parents of the McVie's child, and, <laughs> um, like, all this stuff. And it kind of reminds me of... Um, of the, the Year Without a Summer, um, in the 1800s, um, there was, um, it was um, Lord Byron, um, Percy Blythe Shelley, and Mary Shelley, and I think some others, but they all um, rented a, a, a mansion somewhere for the summer, and it was the summer that Krakatoa erupted, and it meant that there was no summer. like It was cold and rainy um, in England that summer, and because they couldn't go outside, um, they ended up having writing contests, and of course, out of that comes the vampire and Frankenstein, um, right. and... Um, um, but what happened, one of the famous things about that is that all these, like, you know, all these rich people are, are looking at this, you know, mansion full of young people doing drugs and drinking and just sort of projecting onto them, like all this horrible stuff that's going on, like all this mysterious, terrible thing. And that's sort of what I feel like was going on with this album is here, these, you know, these young, um, very talented musicians are all kind of holed up in a, in a, in a recording studio and for like a year and people are trying to figure out what's going on with them. Um, and rumors are, you know, are circulating and there's that, that, you know, and so this is them putting the rumors to rest. This is actually like, no, here's what's going on. We actually are fighting with each other and things are falling apart. Um, and in the midst of that, we're somehow making this really amazing piece of music that is done. I mean, almost entirely professionally in the, in the sense that they're, 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 they're treating this as a working thing. Like they're clocking into work rather than you know oh here we are as a band running our emotions again you know like i mean the fact that they're you hear that um like lindsey buckingham plays um um, secondhand news for the first time for them without letting them hear the lyrics because he didn't want to piss off stevie nicks um
0: (laughs) i I did read about that yeah yeah that a lot of times when they were recording this yeah
1: they they don't let they don't let the lyrics out until like they play it for the first time and stuff so that Uh, it it can avoid fights and and things like that. And they're having (laughs) to learn to kind of put themselves apart and just listen and and work somewhat objectively on the music rather than get. And that, and that piece is just so fascinating and you can just hear it underneath. I mean, my favorite line in the entire album is in go your own way where he says, packing up, shacking up is all you want to do. Like He is singing that and Stevie Nicks is next to him playing with him. And he is, and that is, I mean, how, you know, packing up and shacking up is all you want to do. Like you just want to sleep around with guys. You don't care about, I mean, that's such a bitter, a bitter (laughs) lyric and, he, and, they're, and 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 every night on stage they're playing and he's just like packing up shacking up is all you wanna do and I'm like and I, I've read interviews with her where she's just like all she ever wanted every time he's saying that she wanted to go across the
0: stage and just punch him. <laughs> yeah, I, I read she she said multiple times she's like I was not shacking up with anybody <laughs> like I just want everyone to know that I was not doing that.
1: Um. So yeah, those so those are those are some of my initial
0: thoughts. great um all right let me me
1: also just add the other initial thought when i finished the album for the first time i remember thinking there is not a bad song on this thing every song is great
2: oh you you mean you mean you all had time to listen to the whole thing more than once Mm, interesting (laughs) i've been listening to it like on repeat for like a year so (laughs) good i'm happy Um, for you all
0: so do we want to Go through track by track, or do we want to talk about our favorite tracks? Do we want to talk about, like, the hits? Um, All right, let's...
1: You know, because every track is so good, we might as well just go track by track.
0: Let's do it. Let's talk about secondhand news. I was reading this Rolling Stone article. I think it was on the anniversary... Yeah, it was written on February 3rd, 2017, so that's like a 40th year anniversary. Um, And I didn't realize this, but apparently... It inspired Mbop. What? <laughs> I did not know this. Uh, well, he, I mean, he, the the, uh, the author sort of just mentions it sort of in passing. Uh, where he says, You don't say um, that in
1: passing. That becomes the whole article.
0: <laughs> he says, uh, and secondhand news is such an evergreen pop riff, it became a career-making hit two decades later for Hanson, who changed the words to Mbop. <laughs>
1: Okay, now I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to think about
0: that. <laughs> now, now i got to listen to Umbop.
1: Well, there's a cover of this song done apparently by Matchbox 20 that I've not listened to. But oh, they. I think it's this one. It's either this one or um, Never Going Back Again. But they, they made it sad.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> it's a very upbeat song. Uh, I thought it was a really great song to open with.
1: Yeah. Um. It was... I think, I think for the longest time it was considered to be... like It was always considered to be the first song on the album. Really? Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this was one of the ones written in Florida. Um, part of the album was written in Florida. Part of it was recorded in a studio in Miami. Okay. Um, the very early stuff yeah, in 1976. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, secondhand, news is, secondhand news is a, is a is definite contender for me for favorite song on the album. Um, I, um, of course, you know, won't you lay me down in the tall grass and let me do my stuff is a great line. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's apparently, um, it's apparently an ode to, um, an ode to rebound, to rebound relationships because Buckingham was going through rebounds and this was, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really have much else to say about that. That's not one of my favorites, but I liked it. It's just not... Uh,
1: well, it also fits with the... To me, it, thematically, it's probably the most consistent with the title of the album. You know, secondhand news is rumors, right? Rumors are right, secondhand yeah. news.
0: So yeah, secondhand news, great song. Uh, really great opening to the, to the album. Um, nice and upbeat, despite, you know, like every song being about pain. Um, uh, might have inspired him but uh, um can we talk about dreams now yes uh Mm -hmm. beautiful song Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. yep with a great slide (laughs) guitar
0: it is it's so good um i was telling chuck earlier uh i was uh reading this rolling stone article that was uh, a review of the album from 1977 written by john swenson and uh, we both concluded that uh, Rolling Stone in the 70s was super pretentious. Yes. Um, and he described Stevie Nicks' uh, vocals as nasally.
1: Which, I mean, maybe for the time they were, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me because like, I listen to so many, you hear so many of the pop musicians nowadays. Uh, and it's so, like. I'm probably getting in trouble for saying this from someone, but Rihanna is super nasally. <laughs> I've always thought she was really nasally. Yeah. I don't know. So like that's a punk uh, music thing, but again, you, know, you can't compare now to then, but so like maybe before it's time it was, I don't know, but I I don't know.
0: I should we consider that a great injustice though? Like I I listened to a song I was like blown away. I'm like I'm like falling in love with Stevie Nicks and her beautiful voice. And this guy, yeah. like he's she's kinda of nasally like oh, come on.
1: Yeah I, <laughs> like
0: I, I mean,
1: again, you have to kind of keep in mind what what were what were the you know what were some of the major female like women singers at the time, I and mean, they're very like big sounds, you know. Um, this is she gives a very subdued vocal for that song, which it's is such a fit,
0: contrast to Christine McVie as well,
1: right? You know? But it fits. It fits with the. I mean, it, it sounds dreamlike. So to yeah. call it dreams, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it it adds to that that sound
0: and it really is a perfect breakup song like i i i listen to this song and i just imagine like this is the song you listen to after you've packed up all your things and, and you've packed them all into your car and you're driving away for the last time and like you just play the song on the radio right <laughs> <laughs> it's that long drive home listen to stevie nicks
1: yeah um Thunder only happens when it's raining.
0: Only happens when it's raining. I like this. Uh, now here I go again. I see the crystal visions. Is that a little allusion to her, to her becoming a witch? Is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably crystal <laughs> all visions. Keep my, vi- you know, here I go. I see, you know, I see the future, but I keep my visions to myself.
0: Um. Yeah. Um... So the the story, but I read about the kind of the story behind the song and how it was recorded yeah uh, she apparently just sort of like disappeared from the rest of the group into another studio it was a studio that belonged to um,
1: was Sly and the Family uh, Stone
0: Sly and the Family Stone yeah And I guess there was like a bed or something that they had there.
1: Which, by the way, that's also one of those things. Like, there's a story. I want to know the story. Why does Sly and the Family Stone have a bed in the middle of one of their (laughs) recording studios? Apparently, a bed with like red silk sheets.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it's like in a well and stuff. Like I'm reading that. I'm I'm reading the description of it. I'm like, this sounds uh, like, wow, this is very 70s. Yeah. Um. But like, she was on her own with like her own little. piano right what they're gonna look like a little keyboard thing yeah yeah and um she said she rec- she wrote it in 10 minutes which is awesome yeah on her own on sly stone's bed <laughs> like probably the last place you want to be by the way I don't know. <laughs> right, um and yeah. i guess uh she played it for christy mcvee and Christine mcvee didn't like it at first she thought it was boring but then lindsey buckingham um added some of his own stuff, right? Like,
1: yeah, they all started uh, contributing to it. Of what I've read that they started, like, she was just like, please just give it a try. Like, let's just work with it. And then they're all like, Oh yeah. I think, um, Lindsay added the baseline. Um, and the baseline really, I think makes that song.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that's what he added The Yeah. Yeah, totally. And she often says that this and go your own way are, are twin songs.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, I can see that cause it's, this is her perspective on what Lindsay is singing about in go your own way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Matt, you mentioned this song when you were talking about some of your initial thoughts. Do you, uh, what do you think about this song?
2: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I really do love that song and I was all ready to talk about it, but now you guys have me while you're talking, sitting here studying and analyzing side to side, the lyrics of Mbop and (laughs) secondhand (laughs) news. Did you not? I'm reading through them. Like chorus or like verse verse one of Umbop, verse one of secondhand news, chorus, chorus.
1: Yeah, that it's... that where where Umbop is, is apparently a song about like preteen boys laying down in the tall grass and doing stuff with their girlfriends.
2: Well well what, what I think they do have in common, and maybe this is what the guy was just referring to and hinting at, is what I never realized is Umbop, the annoying Woohoo fun song. The lyrics are not really just woohoo fun lyrics. And that's kind of the same <laughs> with second hand news. It kinda of plays as this like fun song, you know, but the lyrics are yeah. all about like whatever. Like, yeah, I, yeah. it's, M- like, M- it's Bob's like lyrics are like um going through pain and strife and you have a lot of relationships but only one or two will last, they're gone too fast. Hold on to the ones who really care. Because in the end, they're the only ones that will be there, and it's like it's it's not what you think when these little ten-year-old yeah. kids are. Going, well, I
1: I gotta say it's one of my favorite things in music is when people when people successfully get around. Um, like they 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 use it's a, it's an upbeat sounding song, but the lyrics are really like sad. And it becomes funny when people choose to use those songs at weddings. I see this a lot as a as a priest. Like people will <laughs> pick like songs that you're like. Uh, really? Like um, one of my favorites is ever, I haven't seen it too, uh, too often, but I, I know people have suggested things like um, James Blunt's "Beautiful," which is a song about a dude who's high and like he's he's high and <laughs> yeah. and creeping on some girl in the subway. It's it's <laughs> you know. Do you pay attention to the lyrics? Another good one is um, is "Hey Ya" by Outkast um it's, it's such a good like such an upbeat happy song, and it's sound but you look, paid into the lyrics it's about divorce um oh.
0: it's, or that song that, that was popular a couple of years ago about uh, the kids with their pumped up kicks or whatever and it's about like school shooting yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so I, I I'm always fascinated when when this when this thing happens, but yeah, like secondhand news is a sad song, it sounds good you know umbop obviously is is not uh is not a really like lyrically it's not you know it's a little more a little, a little sadder um but, um, anyway, yeah. So dreams, <laughs> dreams, uh, not, not the, uh, uh, dreams is sad and it sounds sad.
0: It is. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's melancholy. It's a, breakup, it's a, it's a it's breakup song. song. Like, yeah. this is, this is what you, which is what you, you curl up to after someone's broken your heart, you know, I mean, and it starts raining outside You light a candle and (laughs)
1: listen. Listen carefully to the sound of your loneliness, like a heartbeat drives you mad in the stillness of remembering what you had and what you lost, and what you had and what you lost. I mean, because Stevie Nicks and and Lindsey Buckingham had an on again and off again relationship, and so the fact that she's saying what you had and what you lost, and then what you also, you know, it's like you had it again and you lost it again.
2: um, Hey um, man, players only love you when they're playing. Oh no, no, that that sounds like something Mom would tell you, right? Like. (laughs) <laughs> well and get, let me get this like
1: she gets mad at Lindsay, Lo, uh, at Lindsay for singing um, packing up and shacking up is all you want to do and then she's saying yeah. players only love you when they're playing come on Stevie <laughs> you guys are both bitter and angry at each other they just you know the honesty of this album is incredible
0: it is funny that players only love you when they're playing followed with women they will come and they will go it's like women are innocent <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's a great song. Um I love the I love the the chorus. Um yeah, definitely Stevie at her finest. Yeah. Um cool. Do you wanna we wanna keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. All right, never going back again. Great song. Uh a total like um it reminded me of um I feel like every I feel like every album should have a song like this. Uh because there's one on the Green Day album we listened to last year that was sort of also just like it was it was um Billy Joe and just this, and like just picking his guitar. Right. Uh, I forget I forgot which song it was, but but uh I liked this one a lot and it made me think of Matt because this is totally like his uh <clears throat> this is totally up his alley. Um because it's just picking on acoustic guitar, right?
1: Yeah. It's Travis-style finger-picking, um, which is the same picking style as um, Blackbird um, from the White Album. Yeah. A good folky song. Mm. And um, apparently the last song recorded for Rumors. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I – hold on one second. I'm going to try to find – okay. It's so, a uh, little interesting tidbit I found out about this song that's – uh, both sort of funny and really frustrating. Um, while they're recording, never going back again, uh, Lindsey Buckingham had to restream his guitar every 20 minutes. Wow. Um, because apparently he just wanted the entire song to sound perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, that crisp, and, bright sound of new strings. Interesting.
0: And it was like pissing everybody off.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Also the, also the, <laughs> behavior, also the behavior of somebody on cocaine
0: yeah probably yeah no 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 oh i, I gotta i gotta reach i gotta change the string
3: <laughs>
0: i gotta i gotta do it i gotta i gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it just don't do it he said, he said i'm sure the roadies wanted to kill me restringing the guitar three times every hour was a bitch but Lindsay had lots of parts on the song and each one sounded magnificent um it says, when Lindsay went to sing, he realized that he played all of his guitar parts in the wrong key. So they had to, re- they recorded everything all over again the next day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh,
2: but what came out of it is like perfect. Like it's, it's a oh good, yeah. good song. I'm so bright. Starting, I'm starting to very much understand how this is the album Cocaine Road. <laughs> <laughs> And
1: I mean, and it also fits too, right? The, the been down one time, been down two times. I'm never going back again. Like, yeah. It kind of hints that, you know, you're probably going to go back again because <laughs> if you've been down once and been down twice, you're going to, um, that repetitive obsessiveness that comes only, only somebody who's heavily invested in some Javelina Bam Bam knows.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really like, uh, it definitely is another song of just, like, this chick dumped me.
1: Right. Um, well, it's another re- – it's Rebound. It's a Rebound song. I mean, it's – again. Right. He, he, he himself said he was doing – he was going through some Rebound relationships. And so he wrote this song to reflect that. Like, you know, I've been down one time. I've been down two times. Like, he's just – you know, he's – he's
0: – Right. And listeners – you know, like he's, listen-
1: like, he's like Jason Siegel's character in, like, the first part of, um, of um, um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he's just, like, yeah. just keeps trying to find – you know, just to bury himself in – in, in yeah. downflings.
0: and you know listeners if you haven't listened to our album to or haven't listened to the album you know the song is like the reason why it's so frustrating that they had to record it re-record it so much restring the guitar is because it's it's pretty much like all guitar like the lyrics there's it's not there's it's not that not that many lyrics um so yeah yeah
1: and if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the ones that was um, it was very it was inspired by some Celtic some Celtic folk music, um, and that at one point I think Lindsey Buckingham, oh. uh, I mean um, Mick Fleetwood um, did a drum bit on a Nagahyde chair, um, that they yeah that they yeah didn't tie. yeah uh,
0: that's on this uh, article I was reading too that uh, um, the the I don't, I don't know sorry yeah they use a, a chair as a percussion instrument uh oh that's that's secondhand news
1: oh that's secondhand news okay yeah all right yeah i've read so much about this on my day it all kind of blurs together <laughs> it, all the stuff i've read um hey matt
2: cool um we keep going I'm, I'm still here i didn't go anywhere i just was off camera a second but uh-huh. still <laughs> all
1: right let's uh let's 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 don't stop and keep talking.
0: yes
2: <laughs> so don't stop that's another one of like the the classics right i uh, mean i've I may have read way too into that one, but I find, I find part of that song sad. Don't Stop? Oh, it yeah. is. It's,
1: it's, about, it's about Christine and um, John McVie's divorce.
2: No, but I mean, it, it's an attempt at like, Be being positive. positive. Yeah. But what I find the most sad about it, I don't know if it was intentional, but what I find sad about it is there's absolutely no joy in the present.
1: Yeah, I think I think if I feel like I read somewhere that she she was directing this song to John. Like this is this is supposed to be him. By the way, this is our first Christine McVie song in the in the album. That's um, true. The backstory is is that her and John McVie. By the way, John McVie is the Mac in Fleetwood Mac. Right. Um, he um, so he and uh, Mick, Mick, Mick Fleetwood and and John McVie founded the band back in the '60s when they were more like a like a British blues band um but they had so christine and him had an eight-year marriage that ended just before this album was recorded and so yeah so that 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 she's telling john don't stop thinking about tomorrow don't stop it'll be here soon you know it'll it's it better it'll it'll be better than before yesterday's gone yesterday's gone no stop thinking about our marriage stop thinking about Mm -hmm. that it's over Mm -hmm. we're not getting back together just focus on what's ahead of you right
2: but but that's what i mean is i might i might be reading into it too much but tomorrow's never here that's true so it's kind of depressing it's like that's true you forget about everything before and um tomorrow tomorrow it'll be better but there it never is a, it's never tomorrow it's just right. that's always keep thinking tomorrow tomorrow right. will get better don't worry just keep thinking about tomorrow it'll which get is, better tomorrow
1: which is why it's important to always be here now <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a Rob Bell book title. For
2: those who don't know, I just no. Know. It's it's the wrong book title. Just like you messed it up last time. Did how I? to be here?
1: <laughs> oh gosh, how to be here now? Fine, jeez. <laughs> be
2: here now is how you said it last
0: time too. Isn't that a song? That's a song though,
3: isn't
1: uh, it? I don't know. Anyway,
2: anyway, anyway. Don't I, stop. I, yeah, I it's
1: a, yeah. Don't stop. Is a, is, a, it is I agree with you, Matt. It's that, and it, I think that, and I and I like that insight. You know, don't stop thinking about tomorrow because it'll be here. No one won't.
2: Yeah, no it'll never be here. So you're always just stuck yeah. thinking about it. Be- because to her like the the relationship is like
0: it's in the past. Yeah. You know, it had its time and its place and it's now it's like we got to keep moving on. I got to got to move on to uh, the the lighting director.
1: <laughs> oh right, we're going to talk about that in a moment.
2: It's going to be um, a very long episode, i think. think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, we can talk about it now. I mean, um, this is the Christy East song. We might as well bring it up. Then. Well, just I'm
2: yeah. just thinking about tomorrow. It'll be here soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just because that's my my other favorite song on the record is "You Make Love and Fun," and oh yeah, yeah. and um and that song is actually about the lighting director.
0: Oh really? Oh, okay. And and the
1: story and the story that I under so for those who don't know um during the whole recording of this album while John McV like with John McV is like pining away for for Christine hoping that they're going to get back together this, this is what I understand. Um she's she is hooking up with their lighting director on the side which is I am sorry. I find this really funny because it's not like, you know, Stevie Nicks is having relationships, with, you know, she's had a relationship with Swift Lindsay Buckingham and um you know, there's you know, there's there's you know the sense of like, oh, other people within the music industry and you know, other rock stars they're with each other, you know, whatever, this is sort of like yeah. cheating on your husband with the background dancer, but not even that, <laughs> yeah. because this person's not on stage.
3: Right.
1: Um, and, and so this lighting director and her but having, you go him. Like, yeah, totally. Way to go,
0: right. <laughs> and,
1: uh, and they're having this rela- they're having this relationship, like right and, right under everyone's noses. And she writes this song, "You make loving fun." And it's yeah. about him. And she's singing about him while her ex-husband, or in the process of being ex-husband, is playing the is playing music with. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that makes this album amazing.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, uh.
1: Yeah. So, should, cool. do, yeah, we can, we'll spend forever on these, so we should probably go, go your own way and, and be yeah, free go on because we've Just, talked about it already. We're,
2: we're not halfway through the album and we're an hour <laughs> and a half into recording. Really? Oh, geez. Okay, so Go Your Own Way, uh,
0: classic. Uh, probably my favorite song on the album. Totally. Um, this is one of those songs that, like, uh, I think it's, like, kind of heavily commercialized. Oh, totally. I think, you know, Go Your Own Way and Don't Stop. I am pretty sure one of these was used in a SeaWorld commercial. I'm not sure. <laughs> I,
1: oh, you see, you I think you're channeling something that I remember because it's the reason that I can't listen to in excess because yeah. <laughs> there, too many of their their songs were used in SeaWorld commercials. And I'm almost right. certain that Going Your Own Way was using like a Toyota commercial or something from my childhood.
0: That's probably it. Mm-hmm. That's probably
1: and it. or like some car dealership or something. And yeah. it um and it's it's and I think that's one of the reasons why I never really gave this song much much credence because I always heard it that
2: way. It's just, again, they, they use it, they use it in almost a context, like a Burger King, have it your own way. Yeah. Whereas the song is more like the song is more like get lost. Right. Like
1: Like it is, it is basically F you is what it's. Yeah.
2: You, you should go your own way.
1: And I, I I will say this is the, um, I I learned this last night, but this is the, uh, star Wars pre-order card of the album. Um, yeah. if so think about this. Okay, this is actually kind of interesting to me. So, Christmas, nineteen, you know, in Christmas of nineteen seventy-seven or whatever, right? Um, kids open up their presents and then they get a card that tells them Star Wars action figures are coming soon, right? Yeah. There's like a famous thing about, about the Star Wars action figures. They were not ready for Christmas time, nineteen seventy, after the movie came out. That's funny.
2: They actually did that again with Hatchimals oh. last year. Okay, That's we, weird. Um, they had cards saying "Hatch, you'll get your Hatchimal soon."
1: Oh, weird. Um, mm-hmm. So they did this with Star Wars action figures, and that was sort of the that, that around the same time, Christmas of 1977, is when they first played "Go Your Own Way" on the radio because people were waiting for this album. This album was supposed to have been out by then, and it didn't. So, like the record companies were saying, like we've got to have, we have to have a single, we have to have something to put out there, and so uh, and so they put out "Go Your Own Way," and one of the one of the things i read a little anecdote i read is that when it first played on the radio uh, whatever dj it was that like first played it his f- after it was done he just goes yeah i don't know about that one like he he's like i couldn't find the i couldn't find the beat i couldn't find the beat and part of it is because Mick Fleetwood's drumming is so like all over the place in that song yeah it and is. um and it's just funny to me like i couldn't find you know i, I don't know about that like it's you know it it's it is an incredible, incredible song.
0: Yeah. Um, recorded in or, or written in Florida. Yeah. I'm seeing here. Uh, in a haunted house? Yeah,
1: a haunted house in Miami.
0: Interesting. <laughs> uh, that that Maybe that's where all the bad energy comes from. That, so, you know, <laughs> all the aggressive energy. <clears throat> uh, there's a ghost in that song. Um, I mean... Do you, know, <laughs> you want to just...
1: Yeah. The first line, "Loving you isn't the right thing to do," come on, that is awesome, <laughs> and just
2: bitter and like honest, <laughs> and it's a feeling that I think all yeah. of us have had. This most of this album is just backhands. <laughs> it's just a backhand to the face. It's yeah, maybe I give you my world. How can I when you won't take it from
0: me?
1: Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Some good poetry in this in this song.
0: That's that's like the nice guy credo, by the way. Like, <laughs> oh, I know, yeah.
1: That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh. I'll Give you anything, but you
0: won't take it from me.
1: Yeah, but most of the guys who say that don't look like Lindsey Buckingham in no. in 1977.
0: <laughs> it's a tr- it's truly really a tragedy. So yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah, you're. It's a good point. It's that. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I think Lindsay is. You know, the, the thing is, knowing the context of it is that he's coming from a very like emotionally like immature place right i mean this is you know this isn't like his life ethos right but... this is this
0: is from a guy who was the dumpy
1: right right yeah. could you Im- i mean <laughs> you know we listen to this and we're like yeah we know that feeling like i resonate with that feeling but can you imagine being him and this is one of their most like popular songs it's played at, like every concert that they do um yeah. easily their biggest like one of their biggest hits can you imagine that like if that was the cringy like poetry you wrote as like a, as like a teenager going through this stuff and that and it, and it gets yeah. memorialized like how awkward that must be because like for us we're like yeah we sympathize for him it's like yeah this is a really dark time in my life that i probably don't want to revisit all the time
0: <laughs> yeah and it's it's really funny like when you think about like the times in your life or i think about the times in my life when i was rejected by somebody and then like i had to spend like a week with them like on a project or something and it's like every day is just like a new adventure and figuring out how to compose yourself. Right. You know, and yeah, it's fascinating. Um, so go your Own way. Total classic. I love, uh, I mean, I love, it. I think it's my favorite one on the album. Um, I, I like listening to it outside of the context of, of commercialism. And that's, it, it really, uh, uh, I, I just, I just thought it was a great song. Um, uh, moving on.
1: Oh, does Matt have thoughts about "Go Your Own Way"? Because I feel like yeah.
2: I, I talked over him. Oh. No, no, it's good. Okay, it's my, probably uh, my favorite too. But carry on. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: the next one is "Songbird," uh, which is another Christine uh, McVie song gotta be that you both wrote.
1: I got. I gotta be honest. This one's. This is the weak link on the album, I think.
2: Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> uh, and and I have to be honest and. This is all joking aside, but because I didn't have very long to listen to it, um, this is the song that apparently I began to zone out. and it became <laughs> The album became background noise because yeah. I don't really remember the second half of this album. <laughs> so I think this song kind of lost me. And I didn't have the chance to go back through it. And that's not totally a knock on you guys. I mean, you did let me know kind of early. It's just my <laughs> schedule sucks. So. Sorry.
1: Well, um, my bad. Well, I will say so again. I, you know, I'm listening to this on a 45 pressing of the album, which is a double. Yeah. It's a double LP. So each each side has three songs on it. Um, mm-hmm. And so the first the first side, this is Songbird, is on the second half of the second side of the first of the first LP. So it starts with "Don't Stop." and then it goes, go your own way, and then there's Songbird, and then you switch the next record to get to the chain. And right. so when I listen, and then the chain is the third side of my pressing, which has, it's, it's on the third, one, which is the chain, you make loving fun and I don't want to know, which are all three just great songs back to back. So when right. I listen to the album and I get to go your own way and then I hear the piano refrain of Songbird coming in, I'm like, oh, but if I just stop it now, I can get right to the chain. <laughs> yeah, I like, know. Do I need to it's sit through like, this? It's kind it's of like, like, it's kind like, of like in when inter- you have a half day on a Friday, you just want to take off school, you know? It's just like it's, I don't. I just...
0: It's, it's the records like intermission. <laughs> <laughs> it's the records intermission. Yes. <laughs> I mean, very beautiful. Like, okay, everyone gonna go to the bathroom now. <laughs> beautiful vocals,
1: beautiful piano work, um, but just not my, you know, not my, not my choice of song to listen to. And like I like the Madses. Yeah, that's where it starts to lose him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it, Christine McVie. I mean, what's what's. What, what, can you tell me more about Chrissy McVie, Chuck? Like, is 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 she sort of like? I mean, is she supposed to be like the mom? Like, I, is she? I
1: get the sense of that. Yeah, like yeah. I get the sense she's the mom of the band. Right. Um. And um. And this. I mean, this song. This, this to me is like the the equivalent of you know that scene in um um oh what's that movie? Um, British comedy set in Christmas time. A lot of people don't like it. Um. Um, Hugh Grant is the prime minister.
0: Oh, oh, Love
1: Actually. Love Actually. This is like that moment in Love Actually when, um, when, um, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, come on. She's, um, Alan Rickman's wife in the movie. She's in, she's a Uh. famous actress.
0: Um. It's been a long
1: time since I watched him because I don't really like it that much. Anyway, where where Al- I'm so embarrassed, I can't remember. She's in Harry Potter. Anyway, um, um, she's Alan Rickman's wife in the movie, and it's the scene where she has caught him looking around the jewelry case. Or she finds out that she had, that he bought this expensive necklace and she thinks it's for him for her for Christmas. And it turns out he bought it for the secretary that he's cheating on her with. And when it comes time for Christmas morning or Christmas Eve, whatever, she opens her presents, and she opens a. Um, a Joni Mitchell album and it just like, it's like she, it's a, that's the moment she realizes that her husband's cheating on her and that he, you know, he, he actually didn't buy her any, I mean, he bought her something thoughtful, but it wasn't, you know, what she really wanted, or whatever. And so there's this scene where she steps into the bedroom for a moment and she puts on the Joni Mitchell record and she's crying while listening to, listening to or Joni Mitchell, sorry, listening to the Joni Mitchell album. <laughs> I feel like songbird is the equivalent of that moment. Okay. Um, it's just that it's that, it's that, it's a, it's like a sad mom song. It's like a, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad mom song. That's what I feel like yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah. it's not, that not disparage it. It just, that's what it sounds like to me.
2: And, and you see, I feel like my, my relationship to the song is more the moment before that when you couldn't remember the moment in the movie. And you're like, you know, that, that movie, that moment where that's kind of the song to me, you yeah. know, you know, that song, that one, that, um, the one that's on the album, it's in the middle somewhere, that one that she sings, you know, that song, yeah, that's that's about what it, that's how it felt.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, you know the lyrics are just like I mean it's just you know it's it's just a it's a love song.
1: Right. I mean it's and the thing is I say yeah. it's like a sad mom song because it's not really that sad because it's a song that she wrote for the lighting
0: director as well as you make love and fun <laughs> because like you know um this lighting director man he he brought the I light. just want to give him a fist I just want to give him a fist bump. I mean you know, do you, do
1: you think like. The line here for you: "The sun will be shining." Do you think she did that because he's a lighting director? The sun will be yeah, shining.
2: Do you, <laughs> oh, you also? You also think maybe if you really dive into like the psychology and stuff behind it, that's why this song is kind of the forgettable one on the album because <laughs> yeah. the rest are the rest are like raw emotion and this one is like the yeah. bold crap you say to somebody when you're trying to pretend that you're really in love with them um, it's like yeah, yeah so this it's song, it's the honey so this song moment, yeah like, so this song is the, like you're just perfect to me and everything about you is amazing and the other ones are like no you know sometimes you suck like i just i'm just kind of imagining everybody in the studio just like rolling their eyes oh god yeah that she starts singing they all want to throw up everywhere you know
0: <laughs> and maybe he's kind of creeped out like ugh
2: yeah, <laughs> they're mean to this poor guy now. It got it got weird. It's, he's like, it just got weird, and and ironically, um, the lighting guy. This is where he probably has to like dim the lights so he doesn't even get to show off all his fun talents.
1: Can, <laughs> can you remember? Can you remember be, I, Can you imagine being John McVee at this though, and wondering if it's for him? I mean, like like and i love you i love you i love you like never before i mean could you imagine that moment of like oh maybe she's singing about me and it's like well of a hope and then it's like ah, no it's actually for jim um he's on the, he's on the, the lighting rig over there
3: hey
0: <laughs> he's on top <laughs> of
1: the ladder hey guys i imagine like, holding a boom even though he's a lighting director but
0: he's just scrimming a gel just <laughs> um That's <laughs> great Cool. So that, that's the intermission. Um, and then we'll move we, on to, we pick uh, right back up with that second the second act with the chain. Great song. Ah. uh, I, I, you know, like I said, I discovered guardians of the galaxy volume two, so I'm like the ultimate noob. Um, but it's, it's a wonderful song and it's, it's made up of a bunch of other songs that apparently that, that went unproduced, which is why it's credited to like the entire band. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, a song that's about like, you know, we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna stick together through all this horrible turmoil that's going on, right?
1: I mean, it, 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 it sums it all up so much, right? Damn your love, damn your lies. I mean, that's everything in the album is it's about love and lies and just damn it all. And then you get to the last part: damn the dark, damn the light. There we go. We're talking about the lighting guy again.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Christina will shut up about him. He's not that great. He, <laughs> everyone knows he's the rebound guy. And his
2: song there, is but just got the intermission.
0: Two, he's, got, he's got two songs on this record, and he's the rebound guy.
1: Um, yeah, and you don't love me now, and you will never love me again. Ah. Uh. And I can, I can still hear you saying you would never break the chain. I mean, and that's that's to me is right, right. They, I mean, they've gone through this like this this period of turmoil, but they are willing to stick it out in spite of all of it. Not, they will not yeah. break the chain. They've tested the strength of the chain. Um, just such a good song. Good bluesy and sound to it. Good I, good rock and roll sound.
0: It's great. The the whole song is great. And then it, you, you kind of it's it sort of shifts gears a little, um, separated by that side kind of groovy baseline and do 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 oh, yeah. and then it just kind of like it just and then just like really picking up and they just you know the lyrics chain keeps us together chain keeps together running in the shadow sort of like a mantra you know they're gonna stay together stay together stay together yeah ah oh, such a good song And
1: mm-hmm. also that that the guitar part in that just like the guitar part and go your own way the solos at the end of those songs yeah. um that that's definitely cocaine that's uh that's, that's where, that's where <laughs> yeah. cocaine makes an appearance
0: <laughs> that's uh wait did, did freebird come out before or after this album uh <laughs> i don't know but because it's kind of the same idea right like
1: <laughs> i like i like playing this game where we're spotting cocaine like where, where is cocaine making, where <laughs> where's cocaine is making where's cocaine making its appearance in this in this album
2: spot the cocaine <laughs> <laughs> it definitely
1: shows up in the next song
2: Because it sounds like Studio Fifty Four. I look forward to playing that game with my album.
0: (laughs) Uh, So the chain is great. Um, uh, That'll be a lot funnier later. I hope. (laughs) I I think I I would say the chain is like my second favorite song on the album. Totally. uh, Yeah. Uh, So let's let's move on to you make loving fun is lighting guy again. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Christine McVie, again. uh, Christine McVie, writer and vocals.
1: Right, Um, and and this is a this is the disco song. This yes. is kind of a funk disco song, which I really like. I really like Buckingham's bass uh, work on this. Oh, it's Big V. Big V is the bassist. Ooh, man. Ooh, sorry. I've been I've been crediting <laughs> Buckingham for all the bass work in this, and I uh, I suck. Oh. John, dude. So yeah. oh, John, it's Mac. <laughs> um... So really, if you think about it, this is a, you know that's kind of interesting that this is a band that's really driven by its bassist and its drummer. Mm-hmm. Which is not necessarily the the, 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 the usual, right? Like, I mean, you know, guitars, right. you know, it's like all,
0: that makes it all a rhythm,
1: right? Which I think makes it what special to what it is. Um, but no, I really love. I love you. Love making you make love and fun. Like I really, really, I love. I love. I love um, Christine's vocals in this. Um, the way she the way she does the. I never did believe in miracles, like that. <laughs> I never did believe. Like I love. I love. I love I love this song like just from, from a from a musical standpoint like I really 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 like it.
0: Yeah, but it's still you know it, I, I'm I'm not over this like this and Songbird it's just about one dude and it, that's and I, that I'm just imagining me I'm just being like annoyed to death over it like shut the hell up Christine <laughs> <laughs>
1: we don't care about lighting guy. <laughs> You make love and fun. How about make the lighting fun? How about you do that? Like work on the
2: lighting, get us lit for our photos. The miracle is that any
1: of us care about this guy.
2: I keep having the song "You Light Up My Life" run through my head repeatedly through this whole discussion. I'm gonna.
1: By the way, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. gonna, When I post this, the link to this on um, on Instagram, I think I'm gonna tag each member if they if they are available on Instagram. I'm gonna tag each member of Fleetwood Mac. And it'd be pretty funny if Christine McVie, like, 'cause she's she's like retired from music. If she just yeah. if she just like chimes in, and is like, listen, okay, like, <laughs> Tommy was a great lighting guy. <laughs> Magic with his hands.
0: He could paint with light. He you know how hard that is. With...
2: <laughs> we we need a. I you mean, need to just, find. You need to. You need to make like a GIF where it's all of them playing on stage, and it ends with like a close up of her looking off, and then cuts <laughs> to the lighting guy with well, the she, spotlight. she is
1: looking there. She is right there looking at him on the She's back of the record. At, uh-huh. But no, but she could. She could always say like, just look at look at what they did to to Lindsay's eyes. Look at that. Look at it. That's a joke. that makes yeah, No sense to our
2: listeners, but I'm pointing guy, out the back of the album. Just look the at the guy. The guy, the guy's eyes there that, that that thats where cocaine is in that picture, too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't,
1: Mick, Mick Fleetwood's eyes in the back of the yeah. Album.
2: Look at those eyes.
1: <laughs> He's probably also hiding cocaine in the balls hanging off of his pants. Anyway, you guys, the, the album cover is fantastic. We should—we we probably should talk more about that. But it, yeah, it's Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks and her Re, Ryanon Rehanon character that she plays on stage. Um,
0: yeah. episode um, is never going to end <laughs> it's a two-parter so, yeah. it's a two-parter so, about rumors <laughs> <laughs> so yeah christine McVie and lighting guy went to a discotheque one night right and that's how she got the idea for a disco song
2: about him <laughs> i'm just making stuff up but um so let's, let's, yeah let's keep going, let's keep going. He, he created the disco ball that night <laughs> so he's actually the founder of the disco ball and <laughs> Um. So
0: I don't want to know. Good song. Uh, both uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham for that one.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a, it's credited on the uh, on the liner notes as a Stevie Nicks song. Um, but every you know they they all the, the whole band has like it's not it's not a Stevie Nicks solo song like like Dream like Dreams or whatever. This is a, definitely a whole band is involved in it. Um, I mean you hear Lindsey singing. You know I don't want to know the reasons why love keeps right on walking on down the line. Um, I like the song. It's a sad, it's another sad song that sounds happy. Yeah, um. and it's got the good clap
0: part. Right, that's
1: good. Yeah, it's good. That's a good happy song, and it's like kind of the uh. last happy song of the album because then after this is um, "Oh Daddy" and "Gold Dust Woman" to wrap up the album. Um, right, but do we have anything to say about "I Don't Want to Know" other than it's?
0: I, I honestly can't <laughs> remember the song to be honest i don't know why um, i don't
3: want to know the
0: reasons why i'm lucky uh, i guess i heard a little bit finally but i'm yeah, just it's... yeah i'm just reading the lyrics um
1: you got me rocking in a real and doo-doo-doo.
0: i mean it's just about like kind of letting go of a person you really love like right like right it's, yeah. so so it's like the happiness of, like
1: It's just something about ignorance. Uh, I don't want to know the reasons why love keeps running walking down the line. Like, I I don't want to know the reasons. Like, if I, you know, because is it about me? Is it something I've done? Is it? um, But, yeah, finally, baby, the truth has been told. Now you tell me that I'm crazy. (laughs) Good job, Lindsay. (laughs) Um, Don't tell tell (laughs) Stevie she's crazy. That's not how you win her back.
0: (laughs) Uh, She's crazy. She's shacking up with people. Come on, Lindsay. <laughs> come, on, come on, Lindsay. Come on, Lindsay. Come on, Lindsay.
1: Yeah, it's that's from, that's uh, yeah. It's, uh, um, what's up with that? Yep. What's up with that? Uh, now we get to, like, let's, let's move ahead to Odaddy oh because one, the, 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 the title creeps me out a little.
0: Another Christine McVie song.
1: <laughs> right, but I don't know that, I, I, I feel like I read that this one is not actually about Lighting Guy.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to pull this up because there, uh, there's. Yeah, a, I was wondering about this song last night. Um, let's see. Uh, it's definitely not about Latin guy. It's very sad. You know you make me cry. How can you love me? I don't understand why.
1: Apparently, it was written for, it was written for Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, that makes sense. He was the only father in the band with two daughters. Um, and, um, but however... Oh, hold on. However, both Lindsey Buckingham's former girlfriend, Carol Ann Harris, and Stevie Nicks' biographer, Zoe Howe, have written that the song was originally written for the band's lighting director... <laughs> I I want to know what this guy's name is.
2: <laughs> this guy, you'll we'll unco- you'll have a documentary someday, Chuck, and uncover how this guy was the muse behind like all the music of that era. He's the he was the he's lighting the Patty, guy on every, He's the Patty every Boyd
1: tour. of of the seventies rock. And if you know, Patty Boyd yeah. was uh, George Harrison's girlfriend, and like was passed always. Uh, sorry, Her- uh, yeah, George Harrison's girlfriend that that then later was married to. Um, uh, uh, um, Eric Clapton and who uh, he wrote "Layla" about, and anyway, yeah,
0: one of the, one of those uh, <laughs> muses of those days. Yeah, um, funny, I think yeah. I did. I, did I read somewhere that it wasn't supposed to say "Oh Daddy"? It was supposed to say "Oh, oh Addie" or something.
1: I, I see. I just saw that in the thing I was reading. It apparently the the D got dropped out in the in the recording process. I don't know that it was supposed to happen <laughs> that way, but um, but yeah, they yeah. <sighs> I, the thing is, it's one of those songs. It's like it's a good song. I like it. I listened to it again last night. I, I, this is the last "Oh Daddy" and "Gold Dust Woman" are on the final side, on side four of my version. And I, I'll be honest, like I usually don't flip the record over for these, um, um okay. but I, I, I decided to do that more when we were, I knew we were going to do this album, and I, and um, and I've actually come to really like "Oh Daddy." Um, I think it's a good song. Um, but I'm bothered. This is one of those things where um, the internet has ruined things because they've ruined the phrase "daddy." Daddy, yeah. Uh... Um, which I'm gonna be honest, I'm not entirely sure what people on the internet mean when they talk about daddy. I think I think I think it's like again S and M thing. But, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and but it really, and that's like what girls are calling their boyfriends, and it bothers me because my children <laughs> call me that, and this song is called, and, I, and my mind goes to that place when I hear it, and it's and, and that's and you, but you read the lyrics, it's not that at all. It's like about fatherhood. It's you know, but.
3: Anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. The, the, these are why are you right when I'm so wrong? I'm so weak, but you're so strong. Everything you do is just all right, and I can't walk away from you, baby. If I tried, not really about oh, your yeah dad.
1: something. Like... Uh, yeah, Just, You know what? Lighting director.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling
1: it. She's for her to say it's Mick. She probably said it was for Mick Fleetwood just to be like, look, all the songs are not about the writing, the lighting director, Christine. <laughs> let's let's have a conversation.
0: Wait, who, who's whose song? This is Christine's song. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's about the lighting all Christine's songs are about. I guess we could call him Daddy. Right?
2: <laughs> He's the light daddy.
0: Light daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I gotta get out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: all right. Moving on, we'll finish starting this up to with. Think,
2: I'm starting to think this is where cocaine showed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe won't admit it, but maybe O'Daddy oh, Daddy is actually their dealer. I don't know. <laughs> they just refer to him as Daddy because he provides them with their cocaine. Um, maybe Daddy is cocaine. You soothe me with your smile. That's the line, right? It's like a smile. Um, you're letting me know you're the best thing in my life. I'd say cocaine, it wants you to think it's the best thing in your life. People have, I've never done cocaine, but I've, I've heard that when you're coming down from cocaine, all you want is more cocaine. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah.
0: All right. So let's, let's, let's move on to the last song on the album.
1: Gold Dust Woman. Also about Gold cocaine. Gold
0: Dust <laughs> Woman. It's about cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Of the I dust. mean, is it? Like, I, I don't really know. I, I, I mean, don't. I, uh,
1: Take your silver um, spoon and dig your grave. Grave sounds a little bit like heroin to me, but. It's the rock on gold dust woman. Take your silver spoon and <laughs> dig your grave like that. You can interpret that about, you know, burning heroin in a silver. spoon. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's such a badass song. It um, is actually
1: really awesome because it, it's got a very good, like, deep country vibe to it. Um,
0: Bluesy. I, I reckon I recommend listening to the Courtney Love version. It's 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 pretty cool. Like, it's got that it's got that grunge vibe to it. You know, she brings in that grunge sound. And if there's anything that can make like a cold, like a, like a Fleetwood Mac song better, a little bit of grunge, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, does she make you cry, make you break down, shatter your illusions of love? And is it over now? Do you know how pick up the pieces and go home?
1: It's kind of That's got like, a, it's kind of got a woman, like a, like a girl power kind of note to it. Right. I hate saying girl power yeah. for a song. Like this. a like woman power. I mean, uh, um... woman energy. Rock on ancient queen. Yeah. Follow those who pale in your shadow. That's awesome.
0: It's kind of like apocalyptic, right? Yeah. Um
1: rulers make bad his, lovers. You better put your
0: kingdom up for sale. Ooh. Uh, yeah, take that, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> uh but like those these are the last two, you know, the last lyrics of this of the song are Pale Shadow of a Woman, Black Widow, Pale Shadow of a Dragon, Dust Woman. Yep mythic i love it which is um, in,
1: by the way it's interesting that those lyrics are not listed on the liner notes oh they're not nope the last the last lines on the liner notes are is it over now do you know how to pick up the pieces and go home but that little like thing at the end they don't include on the liner notes
0: you know i i could see why they did that um first of all i mean it's it's kind of like it's just kind of like window dressing right the the, yeah. the those last line. but like to kind of end the album on those words is it over now do you know how to pick up the pieces and go home yeah like those are the last words of the entire album this entire slog we've gone through with their these people's screwed up relationships yeah you know we've, we've you know Lindsay and, and stevie and uh light light daddy <laughs> light daddy <laughs> it's,
2: it's 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 over uh pick up the pieces and go home um and so. that's how we end this episode Let's pick up the pieces and go home. Matt <laughs> so, yeah, we're that, actually all at home. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> this true. is
0: true. Uh, so yeah, that's uh that's rumors. Yeah. Um ugh, such a great album. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this again. Uh, and again and again. I, mean, I should probably do what you did, Chuck. I should probably get a turntable and buy this baby on vinyl, baby.
1: Yeah, man. It's uh you know I I mean the forty five pressing is great. I will say you're it you're more likely to listen to it if you get a standard 33 rpm pressing because you know every, having to flip the thing over every three songs is kind of obnoxious even <laughs> though it sounds i mean truly incredible um yeah.
0: it's uh, like Lindsay Buckingham with those strings can't you be restructured. Right? yeah yeah
1: <laughs> um but so, um yeah anyway
0: so final thoughts chuck
1: i i i've had fun talking about the album um and I, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, now that we've talked about it, I had a, you know, Graceland, I was a little worried that after listening to it and talking about it it was sort of burnout for me and it kind of has but a little bit because my kids are obsessed with it and they want to listen to it all the time. Um, I, this, uh, this album, I, uh, you know, I just, I, I Every, every song is good every song is you know and it, because I have to switch the speed on my turntable in order to listen to it like it becomes like an event to listen to yeah. rumors for me every time and I don't know that I'm ever I would ever put it on a digital format because I feel like for me it, it misses something like the, the the relationship that I have developed with it um, right it, it changes for me and I kind of like having one thing that it's like I have to to listen to it I have to go through the effort to do it Um, that's what it, that's what the album means to me. Um, and I got to, my final, I will say for a a final, final thought is, um, is is to my mom. Um, I've, I made fun of your music for a long time and refused to listen to your music for a long time. And now I'm finally at a place of proper maturity to where I, I want to listen to your music. And so I'm sorry that I made fun of you. You were right all along. Nice. This is this is much better than Value Pack in Three
0: Eleven. I I agree. <laughs> what do you, no, no, don't go that far, man. Come on, come on. Three Eleven, come on. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, light, there's there's no songs about light, Daddy in Three Eleven, but <laughs> anyway. Um. So great album, Chuck. Thank you so much for recommending that. Yes. Uh, uh, had fun listening to. It, had fun talking about it. Uh, let's talk about uh, next week. Um, who should go next?
2: I have my album ready.
1: I think, and Matt has his album ready. Should we flip a coin?
2: Oh no, you won't want to end on mine. Okay, yeah, but, but you can see, but you won't want to end on my album.
1: So should we just go ahead and do Matt and Matt's now? Mm-hmm. Well, he he said
2: not to end that.
1: Do you, do you no, mean, like, you, not, like, not to end the like,
2: Music Mayhem on it? Like, you'll want to oh. do mine next, because you'll want to move on and do something oh, okay. else. Oh,
0: okay, no. cool. Now so, I'm scared. All right. So next, okay. for Music Mayhem, Matt is going to choose our next album. Matt, what are we listening
2: to this week? I am. I randomly, you talked about Music Mayhem, and I had an album jump into my head that I don't even know why it did. And then I listened to it again, and I still don't know why it did. But I'm going to veer us off course from what we've been talking about and all that and take us a slightly different route. And I'm not even sure my, my motive at the moment, but I'm looking forward to discovering it. But we're going to be listening to the incredibly fantastic album called Supernatural by DC Talk. <laughs> It couldn't, be, okay. it couldn't be Jesus Freak? <laughs> no, I want to do Supernatural because All right, hey, I don't even know why this album, uh, I don't, don't know why it came to my hey, head. Oh, in my life, but, geez, I, okay. Red Letters is a great song. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go with Supernatural by DC Talk. So I'm going to veer us away from the mainstream, the, the chart toppers, and I'm going to go with the wonderful world of Christian hits. The,
1: last, the last DC Talk album.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they I've been up. avoiding DC Talk my whole life. Matt was still a whole. Freaking
1: and month. the and the the first
2: CD I ever owned.
1: So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. See, see, I have. Um, I I bought I bought Jesus Freak on vinyl. <laughs> and. Uh, you. And it's, it's 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 legitimately good album. And DC Talk are legitimately. I'm with you, Matt. They are legitimately I, good recording yeah, artists. You, and
2: I am. I'm yeah, all for you, this. You bring you bring the vinyl copy of Jesus Freak over, and we'll switch over to that one. <laughs> But uh, no, it's Supernatural by DC yeah, Talk. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm on board. I'm definitely on board.
2: All right. Have fun, JP. So,
0: so you, you, you heard Matt. <laughs> take a listen to Supernatural by DC Talk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is awesome. I'm so excited. JP, JP, yeah. get over it. You can go your own way. You can pick up the pieces and go home. <laughs> uh, well, at least I will. Th-
1: just Matt, thank you for not. Thank you for not choosing. Take me to your leader by newsboys. Thank you.
2: Oh, well, I considered KJ five too after listening to the good Christian fun podcast, but you're welcome for not picking him. supernatural. It is.
0: <laughs> yes. Let's just
2: stick with supernatural.
0: <laughs> How much Coke do you think they're doing for supernatural? Dude?
2: That's what I said. We're going to talk about where that shows up in my album. Too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: alright cool so thank you so much for listening Uh, Chuck thank you for recommending rumors Uh, Matt thank you for your recommendation of Supernatural at AC Talk (laughs) Uh, join us again next week where we will convene and talk about Supernatural everybody have a wonderful week Chuck thank you you're welcome Matt thank you you're oh so welcome and thank you for listening have a wonderful week and good journey good journey this is
3: the right thing to do Good night.